Welcome to the Dry Bones Ministries podcast. Each week, we'll bring you inspiring homilies and powerful stories from real Catholics, all about the truth, goodness, and beauty of Christ and His Church. If you're interested in supporting the work that we're doing, you can visit drybonespgh.org or follow us on social media at drybonespgh. Thanks for joining us. We hope that you are reminded of how much the Lord loves you and that you hear His invitation for you to come to life.
time when, when uh, the guy who was Mother Teresa's priest secretary, when Mother Teresa would come into Rome, she had a priest secretary, a priest would kind of help her out and take her around to different places. And he said, Father, you know, we were talking back and forth, and he said, it was so amazing to see Mother Teresa and John Paul II together. He said, often when they came into town, they had these long eight and nine hour meetings, and they would hold hands almost the whole time. He said one time he was waiting outside the office of Mother Teresa to take her to her next appointment, and she heard Mother Teresa speaking like a very tender mother saying this, I know it's hard. You hang in there. It's going to be okay. You know that we're praying for you. I love you too. Okay. God bless you too. Okay. I'm going to go by. She got off the phone and she was like, oh, the Pope needs some comfort right now, right? <laughs> It was just too hard to say it's completely united, right? There was also a very funny story, right? There was a Slovakian man that came up to me, a mother and a father, and a daughter, and a younger child, and they came up to me, and the father was just crying and crying and crying. And what had happened to them is they had waited for 15 hours in line. They got out of line because their son had used the restroom and all the other things were happening. And the carpenter, the Italian police, would not let them back in the line. They had come all the way from Slovakia, spent their savings to get there because they loved John Paul II so much. And so they were just coming up to me desperate, right? And I prayed, Lord, how, how can I help them? There's one priest, the 10,000 priests in Rome, right? That was a first state tech. I think this was an inspiration of the Holy Spirit. I promise my time in purgatory, right? And I saw a wheelchair. I grabbed the wheelchair, I put the mom in the wheelchair, I put the baby in the mom's lap, and I went straight to the body of John Paul II. I'm like, I didn't actually lie, but there was a, and we prayed for money. I am now like the Slovakian son of these people, right? forever, right? But folks, all the amazing moments of those four days, and it was some of the most grace time in my life. One of the most beautiful moments is, is when we were totally exhausted, we spent the whole day running up and down the line, and we, we went up to the North American College, grabbed lunch real quick, or, or dinner real quick, and then came right back down. And when we came down, it was evening, it was probably like all six in the evening, and if you've been to Rome, right, you know when the sun is setting around the Vatican, around St. Peter's Basilica, it's just gorgeous. And so imagine this scene, like literally miles of people stretching out of St. Peter's Basilica. The sun is coming down. The golden, the dome of St. Peter's is just lit up. It's gorgeous. I'm, I'm just standing there looking out over the people, just weeping. How can one man have this kind of an impact? Like, how can one man touch so many people's lives, right? And I was standing there, and these huge 20 foot screens all down the main street. And, out to and they were playing this beautiful music, and they were showing scenes from John Paul's life. And the scene, in the moment, which just touched me so deeply as I was standing there, was it was a huge papal mass. And there was a beautiful African woman dressed in all African women. And she was bringing up the gifts to the Pope. And as she was walking up the stairs, bringing up the gifts to the Pope, she was just like gazing into his eyes and she started to cry a little bit. And as she got closer and closer to the Pope, she just like took her gifts and just gave them to like the priest MC next to the Pope and just collapsed into John Paul's arms. And maybe you've seen this scene or certainly others of John Paul, right? This big Irishman, he just enveloped this woman. 
and it just held her. And she rested her head on John Paul's chest. Like for minutes, just sobbing and sobbing, and it just held her like her father. And after a while, we kind of tilted back her head, you know, like a dad would do to their baby, tilted back her head, right? And they looked at each other. For a second, she stopped crying. Then she started bawling again, right? <laughs> And he took her head and just rested it right back on his chest. And I remember, literally, this was before I was a baby priest, sitting there, and I looked at it and I said, Lord, I want to be a priest like that. I want to be a priest like that, right? He touched so many lives. He inspired countless foundations. He affected so many young people. An exorcist friend of mine said one time he was doing an exorcism, and he was questioning the demon. And every time they would say, St. John Paul II, the demons would go crazy. So they kept saying, they kept saying, and finally the exorcist pressed the demon and he said this, in the name of Jesus, I command you to tell me, why do you hate John Paul II so much? And the demon snarled, the demon screeched, and finally the demon said this, because he stole so many young souls from us. John Paul II touched so many lives, inspired so many vocations, he affected so many young people. Why? Listen! Because he radiated the love of God. It wasn't just that he was a charismatic preacher or a charismatic speaker. That's not enough. John Paul II radiated the love of God. That's why every video, like this video we saw, every video you see of John Paul II, some of you are doing this, you were watching that, they're just, people are crying. Every time they saw him, they're crying. If you Google Mother Teresa's video, the same thing, everybody's crying, right? I met him personally three times. Every time I met John Paul II, I was like convinced that I was going to impress him with something I was going to say. I had a I was going to go in front of him and say, well, John Paul II, we have second and simple who you wrote. It's very, very good, and I appreciate your theological points, right? And every time I came before him and I saw him, he was like, <laughs> And I started to know him. And the second time I was like, okay, I'm going to get it this time. I'm going to really impress John Paul II, right? And I, I got him. I was like, I just opened up and just started calling. The third time that I met John Paul II, my mom and I knew I told this, I stole a grocery phone. <laughs> it's a true story. So, this is when he had Parkinson's, so he could only kind of move his upper body like this, and he'd come in front of him, and he'd get a rosary, and then he'd give a rosary, get a rosary, get a rosary. So, he gave me a rosary, and I kind of moved like this, and then he went like this again, and it looked like it was coming for me. <laughs> so, I took the rosary. So, there's this hilarious picture of John Paul looking up at me, like, what are you doing? <laughs> Yes, 
The only disposition we had in front of God was our lady's disposition, which is this. Fiat me, he wronged us, a good and verbal duel, which means this. May it be done unto me according to your word. The reason John Paul II radiated the love of God is because there was no resistance to the love of God. It was all yes in that man. No, no, it's all the love of God that total dominion in him. Folks, that's what the saints have in common. The saints have in common that yes, that they don't have in common that they were all introverted, or that they were all extroverted, or that they were all priests, or that they were all nuns, they weren't, or that they were all from this particular continent, or even that they all prayed this certain way. The one thing that all the saints had in common, from the Blessed Virgin Mary to the most recent Italian saint that was canonized, was that they all chose to throw open their hearts and throw open their minds, and throw open their lives, and give this great, resounding yes to the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. What about us? See, John Paul II always said, do not be afraid. John Paul II came out, he was elected in 1978 on the Loja. He said, no, no, we have to go on. That is, do not be afraid. And sometimes we think he was saying, don't be afraid of the hard things of life. He wasn't primarily saying that. He was saying, don't be afraid of Christ. Don't be afraid to give your life to it. Don't be afraid to take a step deeper. Don't be afraid to put down the walls that you've built up until I ask tonight. Where are you, sister? You said no to me, Lord, I'll give you this much without that much. I, I know it's scary. Pope Benedict said this, listening to John Paul II, are we not all afraid in some way? If we give our lives fully to Christ, are we afraid in some way that he's going to take something away from us? I was afraid when I was in college. The Lord, when I was having a conversion, was healing my heart and filling me with peace and filling me with joy. And it was beautiful terrifying. Because I like my sins. And I knew if I opened my heart anymore to Christ, I was going to have to leave my sins behind. And I like my sins. St. Augustine said, Lord, give me chastity. Just not that. If you open your life to Christ, you might even call me to be a priest. Now, most of you are too old. <laughs> what about us? Listen to me. There are saints in the making in this church tonight. There are saints in the making in this church tonight. You might say, I'm John Thinking about your past Thinking about your current sins. Thinking about your failures. Thinking about your weaknesses. None of it matters. None of it matters. It can all be forgiven. All of it. The only thing that matters is our disciplines. The only thing that matters is our disciplines. Who knows? If you gave it, a little more wisdom and a little less, less, less knowing what you do with your life and what you do through 
Thank you. 